Good day, my brother. If you're joining us on YouTube or the podcast, good evening, my brother. If you are joining us on Church Live tonight at Dust Patrol, and good morning, my brother. If you are joining us at Dawn Patrol Live at 6 in the morning, today is Tuesday, the 31st of March. My goodness, how times have changed. I'm at a loss for words. I really am. I have much to say, but I'm at a loss for words. I'm in a room, a little closet, a little glass-enclosed cubby, because we're sequestered. I live with a wonderful wife and a wonderful daughter. Our daughter moved home, and uh, things are tight. And so I really wanted to kind of share some things with you. Um, it, and I realize it's not the best audio. I realize it's not at a normal level if you're listening on a podcast. Because we have great video updates from Justin and Randy and Duran and Steve-O and Kyle. I just can't wait to get to those. We're going to get into the Word together. And I just wanted to start with saying, my, how stuff just got real. I don't do well. In uncertainty. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not gonna pretend like I got all the answers. I'm not gonna, it's probably not a great leadership move. It's probably not a great pastoral move, but I'm telling you, uh, I love change. I love challenge. I love um, taking the next hill, so to speak. I love, look at wiping my nose now, not with my hands. Got a little itchy with the mustache because I haven't shaved, but I can't wipe my hands because it's coronavirus might kill me. Is it the end of the world? I mean, my goodness. I just don't do good in uncertainty uh, for prolonged uncertain times, let's say. When's it gonna end? What's it gonna be? What, you know, I get uh, uh, challenges and frustrations and losses, but all the unknown and yesterday, everything's gonna be closed up for a month and the pressure, you know, I'm helping my son just mentorship with his barbershop, 24 years old, self-employed, major small business owner with employees. And it's like, oh, what do, what do we do? I don't know. I don't know. When's it going to open? I don't know. How are we going to make? I don't know. It's like, and I'm supposed to lead. I'm the dad. I'm the husband. I'm the pastor. I'm the, and it's, everything's uncertain. And yes. I know the right answers. I mean, come on, leaning into the Lord like never before. I know all that. But like I shared last week, when you get squeezed and the squeezing's getting harder, and then, I don't know, man, it's just getting real. Will it even open back up, it being the country, the church, our life? Will it ever be back to normal? Will, when will it? In, in, April 20th, will they say another month? I mean, we're gonna do what's right. We're, we're all in this together. That's to, there's beautiful parts of it, but I woke up last night, 2.30, barely got back to sleep. It's 10 right now. And I just don't do well in uncertainty. I gotta know the rails. I do great in chaos. I do great in challenging situations. I do great in um, problem solving. When I don't have the guardrails, the end game, the uh, I just don't do well, and I'm getting tired of it. It's been three weeks. I'm, I'm with the technology and the uh, 
You know what I'm saying? Are you with me? I don't know. I'm going to bring you down. I'm, I'm trying to uplift you. Welcome to Dust Patrol. Slip into a funk with me. No, I'm not in a funk. We'll get there. We'll get there. But I'm just saying, it's challenging. Uh, shark attack here in Santa Cruz. Hailstorm last week. The size of ball bearings. Uh, some dude got munched on his board with him and his wife. Like, what? Another month closed. What? Like, is it the end of the world? You know, what's what's happening? And then, like Pastor Danny shared Sunday with the locust plagues on the planet. What? And we heard from Mark Tyler yesterday about India being shut down and what our missionary partners are going through. It's like, wow. My wife has this saying. It's encouraged me many times. I want to give it to you guys. I don't need to like my circumstances. And I don't like these circumstances. I'm not whining. I'm telling you I don't like it. Uh, but I need to like myself in my circumstances. I don't like my circumstances. But doggone it, what can I do to like myself in these trying times? That, my friends, is the question. I got my notes out. I got my Bible out. There's no wind, and we're going to get into it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Really common verse. Don't stop meeting together. We're going to get into it. Get your Bibles out. Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to go to Ephesians. We're going to go to Hebrews. We're going to hear from the boys. I'm just so fired up. Five minutes in. Welcome to Dust Patrol. Welcome to Dawn Patrol. Stuff just got real. Now, I love my friend Ron Ritchie, who just moved to Idaho, sends his love, um, with his son and his wife, and uh, big deal. I love when he, every time he opens the book of Hebrews, he likes to remind people, anytime he opens any book, why we have the book, who it was written by, we don't know who wrote Hebrews, but it was written to Hebrew believers, Messianic Jews, which are Christ uh, trusting Jewish people, a new Jewish community. We don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews, but we know it was written to Hebrews and reminding them to stop acting like Hebrews. <laughs> it's the new covenant. It's a new deal. It's uh, a new time in, in the global history. God came to earth. God died for us. Those of you who put your faith in this Christ, this Messiah, have um, experienced a new covenant, a new way of living, and he's trying to squeeze out the Judaism, the religiosity in them, and push them towards the new covenant and how it was seen all through the biblical arc as God's arc of scriptures trying to get men and women aligned with what God's doing on the planet and get them communing and living and trusting with God. It's an amazing book. It's, it's an amazing book. But they always, they were tripping over the temple. They were tripping over the sacrifices. They were tripping over the role of the priest. They were tripping over all these things. And he says, it's good that you, well, let's read it, 10, 25. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Don't stop meeting together. A lot of people I've heard in Christendom have taken that as we should always, uh, at, at any cost, I just seen this guy get arrested in Florida, this pastor for still, pro doing church services on a large scale, got arrested. Hey, come on, man. Get with the program, bro. I'm not going to judge you. I'm a, but really, that's not the face 
that Christianity needs ever. It's the wrong time to be doing that. And that's just what the writer of Hebrews is saying. Look, guys, get over the temple. Chapter 10 is loaded with the uh, Christ is the one and only last priest we need. But continue meeting together. You don't need to worry about the big temple, the big service, the big, but continue to meet together. And I just love being a part of Three Crosses Church and how we've continued meeting together and the church in whole, globally, as best we can, have continued meeting together. But that's not really what the verse is about. Uh, let us not neglect our meeting together. Thank you for being here with us on any medium that you are, as some people do. But encourage one another. Encourage one another. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Especially now that it's clear we're in the end of time. <laughs> is that not applicable? Is that not applicable? Let us continue meeting together. And so we're going to continue this medium until the foreseeable future. And then when's it going to lift? May 1st, May 15th? I don't know. And then we only have two weeks of death patrol or non patrol before our summer break. Will we take a summer break? I don't know. And that brings me back to I'm not doing good as the end of the world coming. But he says, encourage. Meet together to encourage one another. And I'm fired up. I asked Justin and Rando and Duran Duran and Steve-O and Kyle and all the guys that um, serve you and love you and pour their hearts out to you. I asked them to give us a little two-minute video uh, just to update uh, you on how they're doing and send a little bit of encouragement. And so I hope you enjoy these little clips. I watched them a couple times and, and, and you just I just love these guys. I just love these guys. And so I hope you enjoy them. When we return from their updates, we'll get back into the book of Hebrews and into the message. Stuff just got real. Peace. Hey guys, it's Kyle checking in with you guys during this crazy season um, of having to shelter in place and being at home. I know it's uh, it's been hard. There's been parts of it that have been really hard. Uh, for me, it's the routine aspect. The idea of my routine being thrown off, not doing what I'm normal used to during the week, not seeing you guys at dawn in dust patrol, not being able to serve alongside with you guys, see everybody up at three crosses, I think has been one of the toughest things for me. Um, but with the tough tough side of things also comes the good side of things. Um, since I've been home, it's me and Annie all day. And it's been amazing. It's been times that I've been able to spend with her and even while we're able to work at home and we're able to be with each other and talk with each other. So it's been an amazing time that I've been able to just deepen my relationship with Annie. We've been able to get some stuff done at our house. Um, sometimes I've been putting off and some things that as a couple we've been putting off. So we've been able to just really be a part of each other's lives even deeper than what we already were. So I pray that you guys are doing the same thing with um, those who you are at home with, um, loved ones, family, friends, Hopefully not a lot of people because, you know, the whole thing. Let's not spread this. But, you know, I really want to challenge you guys with um, looking at the good side during all this. Look at those things that you really don't uh, have the opportunity or the chance to do normally. Uh, let it just be sit and rest. Sabbath with the Lord. Um, is it a time to get some projects done around your house? Or reach out to people. Reach out to guys. Uh, phone calls. Letters. I mean, could tell you the last time I received a letter. So I just think this is an amazing time for all of us to really just check within ourselves, check with the Lord, especially to see what 
we're supposed to be doing during this time. It throws us all off, but there's probably something new that God's trying to do within our hearts and within our lives and start new rhythms. You know, we learned about rhythms last year, and it's just, I think God's really going to use that for this year. Again, guys, I'm praying for all of you guys. Can't wait to see you guys again, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey, good evening, Dust Patrol. Hey, fellas, uh, just coming at you here on a, uh, actually, Sunday evening, um, just to see how you guys were, and I uh, just want to reach out to you guys. Um, you know, I wish you could have seen the first video because I made a whole video and didn't record it. You know, a little sloppy. It's been a few weeks since we've been together, so, you know, kind of uh, knock off a little bit of the rust, if you will. Hey, hope you guys are staying connected. You know, again, there was a reason we said, hey, connect on YouTube, connect on Instagram, Facebook, um, email, text, just for this. No, just kidding. It wasn't for this. We just wanted to stay connected as a community. Who would have thought this right here would have happened? I didn't think I've ever seen anything like this in my lifetime, for sure where I couldn't go to the grocery store and buy toilet paper. Really? But hey, I scored this past week, so I'm pretty excited about that. Got up at 6.30, got the toilet paper, got the Lysol. I'm set and ready. Hey, fellas, uh, sincerely, hope you're staying connected. Thank you guys for all of you, all of you who um, have sent text, checking in on me and my family, and uh, we're certainly going through a different season right now um, outside of this whole virus thing. And so, um, again, can't wait to get together as a group so we can just talk about the struggles in life outside of this virus thing. There's so many of you are going through, whether it's health or financial hardships or job related, there's a lot more things going on than this virus, but hallelujah that this virus has kind of come and just slowed us down. You know, I just, I look back at our lives and our schedules and everything and it's kind of go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden we're told, Hey, no more going. Uh, my wife and I both have essential jobs, and so I, I think right now we couldn't be busier right now um, because this is uncharted waters. You know, it's new to us. We don't know uh, each day what we're kind of walking into, if you will. And, um, you know, a little fear in that and a little um, uncertainty, but, you know, great messages that have been coming forth. And um, even Mark's message last week, just it's all about perspective, right? You know, you look like you or you think you've got something really bad, but then... You know, you read a story or you hear about something where, you know, people are, are, uh, don't have the food, don't have the basic essentials. And, um, you know, I just I look at my my wife and uh, my son and just uh, the last few weeks for us. And, you know, we, we've got the, the basic things and we're able to, to watch church online uh, and really be together more probably as a family sincerely through all of this. So. Anyway, hey, I hope you guys are doing great. Again, thank you all for um, just staying together and in, in, uh, in community and um, help a brother if they're not connected right now. You know, send a text out. I don't have everybody's phone numbers, but certainly stay connected, um, engage with one another, and, uh, um, you know, hope to see you guys back soon um, uh, once this, the storm blows over. Love you guys. Take care. What's up, my brothers? Just checking in with you guys. I've uh, been missing uh, Dust Patrol, the fellas, the, the fellowshipping, the tacos, and all that mess. And uh, and um, just want to let you guys know I'm, I'm I'm doing good. Family's doing good. Uh, just been cooped up cooped up here for <laughs> for a few weeks now, man. I feel like Jeremiah Johnson, man. I'm letting my beard grow out. Who knows? I might not ever shave again, man. Who knows? But uh, been dealing with the situation and 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 all of that mess and toilet paper trip and all that stuff you know and and i've been spending a lot of time online and it's been trippy uh, you know the the vibe of the of the messages that i used to get was uh sell 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 now it's you know we understand the situation we're gonna you know we're gonna do what we can and all this mess man and it's just man it it, it just makes you think that 
or it makes me think, man, if this, this, will this thing ever end, man? But, uh, but been staying connected with the online church, what a blessing, been praying for that. Uh, Mark's uh, podcast and, and his message last week was pretty sweet. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's only natural for me, for, for us to worry. And I, and I worry about it, you know, and, and Danny's message was pretty encouraging, man. And, uh, Matthew six, man, uh, you know, if God's going to take care of the birds, and the bees and the flowers and the trees, man. How much more is he going to take care of me, man? He loves me. He loves us. Uh, and uh, and God is in control. So uh, just want to just throw that out. Say hi to you guys. And uh, can't wait till we meet again. Uh, I've been thinking about you guys and been praying for our ministry. So until we meet again, brothers, uh, stay cool. Stay away from them heebie-jeebies. And... <laughs> And God bless you guys. Love you guys, and we'll see you guys soon. Ciao. Peace. What's going on, guys? It's uh, Justin. Just uh, checking in. Unlike the rest of these fools, I have no fear of this virus. I'm out and about in the world, taking care of business. All in camo, ready to jump into the forest if I need to. Actually, I'm just walking my dog. Where is he at? There he is. Got a little poop in the hand. You know how we do it, keeping the neighborhood clean? Not like some of these uh, some of these pagans letting their dog crap on the sidewalk and walk away. It's not how we do it. Anyway, hope you guys are doing all right. Been a good time for me and the family. Homeschooling the kids, planting gardens, starting every day off, Monday through Friday with Pastor Danny's devotionals, sitting down as a family, really coming to understand the things that matter in this life. What are the things that we spend our time chasing after that just have no transcendent value at all? Money, fame, busyness, just to be busy. And that's one of the things I would encourage you guys to do in this time of reset. Reflect on the things that matter. What are the things of value? What transcends? And pour your energy and your life into those. For example, my quarantine beard. Transcendent. It's going to last until the quarantine ends. At which point I'll just trim it a little bit. I'm kidding. But I miss you guys. I miss uh, giving Steve a heart attack when I walk in right before we're supposed to start. I miss, uh, well, I don't miss how you smell. But I miss seeing you, seeing your faces, talking to you, hanging out, laughing, hearing the good stories. We'll see each other again soon in person. And if not, I'll see you in the life to come. Peace out. Hey, fellas. Steve Cav coming at you. Can't be too safe nowadays, so I'm in my full precautions. It's amazing when you go to the store dressed like this. Man, people just get out of your way. It's They're so polite and, and they're so kind with all that's going on. Hey, just want to say I miss you guys. I really do. I miss... My heart's skipping a beat when Justin shows up at 30 seconds to 6 in the morning when he's supposed to speak. I miss the smell of the moist, smoked, months-old salmon that you guys spread on your bagels, and then it gives you, like, salmon breath. I miss all that. I really, really do. And I'm looking forward to when we can be back together again. So, you know what, fellas? Hang in there. We'll get through this. We'll be back together at some point, crying over what happened, laughing over what happened, 
thanking God for maybe slowing us all down a step or two. And, you know, maybe this is like some gigantic kingdom reset. I don't know. But anyway, miss you guys. Love you all. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Take care. And don't forget, you can't be too safe, right? Protect yourselves. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. Wasn't that fun? Wasn't that great to see the guys? I mean, just let's continue meeting together best we can with the technology we have. And let's not forget to pick up the stinking telephone and we're going to get there. The old fashioned. Remember it was bolted to the wall. And you didn't know who was calling you. There was no caller ID. You knew when you answered the phone and there was no call waiting. If you called your friend, it was bit. I just, I'm going to get one of those phones. I don't have a phone line. I'm going to get one of those phones and connect it. I bet if I Amazon it, I can get one that dials through the back to Hebrews chapter 10. See, I have this thing within me as a male. If you're sitting with a male, if you're a woman, if snuck in here and welcome if you are, uh, we like, we have a thing in us that we should somehow be leading. Even if we're not natural leaders, we should be examples. Um, we should be men of integrity for the sake of good leadership and all the things fall on this thing that I believe of being around men for 56 years now, being one for 56 years, and I've been around men for 56 years. We have an innate responsibility built within us that somehow at some level we're supposed to lead. And I love to lead. Not everybody loves to lead. Um, I think it's because I'm, well, whatever. I don't know how to lead right now. I don't have any answers. And what do I tell my son when he asks the big questions? What do I tell the community here other than pointing him to the Lord? The, the nitty gritty. What do, when, I have a lot of answers. When, where, how, why? Um, and then I, I, I haven't watched the news for two and a half years and now I'm forced back into the news world and it makes me want to jump off a bridge. I mean, I, I thought, I'm gonna, it's over. You know, if it's not an economic, it's like, I'm waiting for the, and how do I lead in this environment? Verse 24, verse 24, back one up. Let us think of ways to motivate each other. Let us think of ways to mo motivate one another to acts of love and good works. We'll get to the good works. To motivate, let us think of ways to motivate each other in acts of love. I woke up at 2.30 this morning and I said, I just don't have it within me to lead well. Now, currently, today, but I can choose to love well. I can't control anything in my life, man. Nothing. My stinking uh, wash machine just went out. My hot water heater went out the other day. My son's wash machine just broke. I gotta go change a wash machine. I Is the store open? I don't know. Will they have, will I be in a line with masks? And can I get the parts? Is the heart, I don't know. I just, I can't, how do I lead? but I can love well. I can choose to love well. I can choose at this point in this time in history as there's an obvious reset to culture. God's resetting the planet somehow, spiritually. 
emotionally, mentally. I can lead well, I think, in these times spiritually. I think I can, other than this authentic, vulnerable video of a, of a man who hasn't slept all night and who's reached a crisis point yesterday, along with the pressure of needing to make a video from a men's community and have it together, which I don't have it together. But at 2.30, I went, I can love well. That I can do. How do you love better? How do you love well? I think it starts all as all things, loving God well in these times. An unseen God, a God that's seemingly quiet, obviously at work, obviously doing something. How do I love God well? Worship, prayer, hope you joined us at the prayer um, meeting six o'clock last Sunday night, that was fun. Um, my prayer life has been enriched, I shared that last week. Um, talking to God more frequently and more honestly, I think, than, than ever when, I, when I'm mindful. Look at that, I just did that again. I got it. My knuckle might have the corona. See how I'm thinking? Stuff just got real, man. Uh, how do you love God well? Do you realize, I just learned yesterday, I didn't just learn, I was re-reminded. We were in the season of Lent. Lent. Not Lent. <laughs> it's my belly button. Lent. We're in the season of Lent. And in Protestant Christianity, we've always had this distant love affair with Lent. It's, we respect it, honor it, dabble in it, and the Catholic tradition is steep in it, and they do Lent well. Just got this great article emailed to me, uh, texted to me by our speaker for our camp, who's now not gonna be our speaker because we're not having a camp. Stuff just got real. His name's N.T. Wright, great scholar, great man, and he wrote an article for Time Magazine I'm saying that so that you can maybe look it up online. And it's not really in-depth, but it's very profound as N.T. Wright is a great thinker, uh, um, a great thinker. He says this. I'm just going to read you a little piece of it. For many Christians, the coronavirus-induced limitations on life have arrived at the same time as Lent. Dude. Uh, the traditional season of doing without. See, Lent, Reader's Digest version, is we do without something to align ourselves for 40 days pre-Easter with the suffering of Christ. Uh, but the sharp new regulations, no theater, no schools, um, all schools shutting, no uh, a virtual house arrest for any of us over 70, uh, that makes a mockery of our little lentil, Lenten disciplines. Doing without whiskey or chocolate or meat is child's play compared with not seeing friends or grandchildren or going to the library, going to a sporting event, or going to church. There's a reason we normally try to meet in the flesh. There is a reason solitary confinement is such a severe punishment for people. And this Lent has no fixed Easter to look forward to. It's just not like, profound. Maybe it's just for me. We can't tick off the days. That's the part that's driving me nuts. When is it going to? I don't know. This is a stillness, not of rest, I can attest to that, but a poised, anxious sorrow. <sighs> Loving God 
to me for the rest of this season is going to be learning how to lament. It should be sad. There should be grieving right now. There should be a sense of sacred in this reset. It's no coincidence, in my opinion. It's just an opinion. I don't know. I'm overdramatic because I haven't slept. It's Lent. When the, when the world shuts down, is God not ringing a bell? Hello? Everything was going... Remember I said it on the first four days, too fast. Time to throttle back a bit. Align yourself with what matters and what's real and get out of the bubble this modern era has projected. He ends the article. It's a great article. He ends it with this. It is no part of the Christian vocation then to be able to explain what's happening and why. The title of the article is Christianity Has No Answers for the Coronavirus. That's his title. And he says throughout Christianity, we weren't supposed to have answers. We were supposed to show people how to trust an unseen God, how to lament, and how to have these unanswerable situations draw the world closer to God. Wow! It's in no part of the Christian vocation than to be able to explain what's happening and why. In fact, it is part of the Christian vocation not to be able to explain and to lament instead. He said it better than I did. As the Spirit laments within us, so we become, even in our self-isolation, small shrines where the presence and healing love of God can dwell. And out of there can emerge new possibilities, new acts of kindness, new understanding, new hope, new wisdom for our leaders. Now there is a thought. How do we love well? In this crisis, in this season, learn to love God well. Get into the Psalms. Get into a, a dynamic, intimate, authentic, vulnerable, honest relationship with the Lord at a new level. Read the Psalms, man. Lament well. Put the perspective of what God's doing in our circumstance, in your circumstance, in your... Some people are busier than ever. Some people have more time than ever. Some people are broker than ever. Some people are just like, this is the time of their life. This is My son is so excited, even though everything's chaotic. He's, he's an adventure kid. I wish I was as excited as he is. Learn to love God well. Second thing, loving well. Maybe not leading well, but loving well. Love yourself well. Love yourself well. Uh, there's been something so healing for me, which is uncommon for me, to stop and name what I'm feeling. And that started last week when I realized that what I, every hour is different for me. And it was like the waves. And it was like press into those waves, park in those moments. And now I've added name those moments. You know, it was awesome when God creates Adam, Genesis 2, and he says, now go about the planet naming stuff. Put names on stuff. Don't be afraid of those animals. Don't be afraid of that tree. Don't get up close to it. Put a character trait to it. Name it. I've been naming. And I think being able to do that has allowed me to love myself better, love the people around me better, and lead better. I'm feeling uncertain right now, which scares me. I'm feeling uncertain 
which angers me. I'm feeling um, scared right now and um, it makes me feel weak. Name it. It's a tidbit for you guys that are trying to learn how to love your ladies through this crisis. Align with them at a new level. Not trying to fix everything and fake. Look at, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I don't want the corona. Name stuff. Name how you're feeling. Name the, un name the uncertainty. Name the fear. Name the anxiety. Name the worry. Name the anger. Name it. Second thing is give yourself a break. <laughs> Has any of you ever faced a global pandemic before? Might I say this? You're doing great. You're doing great. You know how I know you're doing great? You're here. Because you're calling me and you're calling friends and you're here. You're pressing in. You're doing great. Give yourself some slack. Make some mistakes. Do some things wrong. Lose some sleep. Just keep pressing on. Trusting the Lord. Growing closer to the Lord. Give yourself a break. And name some stuff. Love yourself well. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4. I have a bookmarker. I knew where I was going. You don't. I'm going to give you a minute. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. This is Paul in prison, house arrest. Hello. Writing to his dear people in Ephesus, a, a town that was steeped in mysticism, um, the occult, idol worship, uh, and their world got rocked. They came to faith, and they realized everything that they had wrapped their life around was fake. And Paul was writing them from house arrest. It's amazing. And encouraging on a few things. And look what he says about loving yourself. Verse 30, chapter 4. And don't, it's under the living as children of light. In the time of darkness, live as children of light. And don't bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Brother, name Name some stuff. Give yourself a break and be careful how you live. Love yourself. Don't be doing stuff you wouldn't want your son doing, your brother doing, your uncle doing. This is a very dangerous time in history for men of faith. Too much time, too much internet, too much bad habits, not enough community, too much isolation, too much boredom. Man, that is a recipe for disaster. Be careful. You want to love yourself? Be careful how you live. Put down what you wouldn't want your son picking up. Step away from the things that you know lead to destruction. Do yourself a favor and love yourself well. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is within you and wanting to pulsate life-giving um, freedom and light under this whole heading through you. Be careful how you live. Don't be picking up the stuff that you just spent a lifetime trying to put down. I mean, I know that's just a good old boy piece of advice, but it says the Spirit is in you. Trust the Holy Spirit. Love yourself. Trust your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, in a new way as you learn to love yourself in a new season. In a, in a season where we're all making mistakes, we're all trying stuff for the first time, we're all in a new... Give yourself a break and be careful how you live because you love yourself, because you care for yourself. I get caught up in doing things that I would not want nobody I know and love to be doing.
because I'm human. Thinking about stuff. Come on, man. Let's let's grow up. Let's learn to love God through this season in a new way. Lent. Let's lament well. Let's question well. Doubt well. Ponder well. Pray well. Let's love ourselves well. Name some stuff. Give ourselves a break. And be careful how we live. Be careful how we live. Verse uh, 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, and as well as all types of evil behavior. Anger. I don't know about you, but we have got so many opportunities in this new era to get angry. Have you felt it? Have you seen it? My friend, James Tucker, and we put it on the announcement the last time we were together on our half sheet, is starting an anger management class. And good for you, lucky for you, he's a certified angry management consultant, counselor, teacher, orchestrator, facilitator. So he's dealt with some anger in his life. As I, I, I think a healthy thing is that we can all say, every one of us, 100% of us, I've dealt with some anger in my life. Key is dealt with because we've all struggled with anger, every one of us. And if the guy just said, not me, I'm just always frustrated, that's a level of anger, brah. Get real, get honest. Uh, it's online, he's starting it this week. Uh, Kyle, make sure the links are everywhere. YouTube channel, uh, podcast, go to the Three Crosses page, go to groups, email Kyle at threecrosses.org. If you're watching this, it's gonna be on the link. If it's on Church Live, he's putting the link up. Uh, get signed up, bless yourself, love yourself well, deal with your anger. It's great, no shame. Don't let the enemy shame you. I saw a great little meme. Internet's pretty creative right now with all these guys with all the time. There's some good stuff on the internet. Like I said, get into the good side of the internet. Guy says, the enemy whispered in my ear, shame on you. And I told the devil, get six feet back, brah. Social distancing. Can't hear a devil six feet back because <laughs> he whispers. He whispers. Don't let shame rule the day. Go to the website. Log on. If it stinks, you don't go back. But I guarantee you, even if you go once, you will use a, learn a tool to handle your anger. And it's biblical. It's right here. And you talk about chips, love chips for your wife. When you say, honey, I signed up for an anger management course, are you kidding? You talk about leading well because you're loving yourself well and you're loving the people around you well because I'm going to deal with my anger. That's called leadership, man. Through the prism of loving well. Love your God well. Love yourself well. Love the people around you well. That's the third on the blank. We had blanks. We don't do half sheets anymore. I want to get the corona. Love your God well. Love yourself well. Handle your anger Verse 32, instead, this is the third blank, love the people around you well. Love your God well, love yourself well, love the people around you well. Instead, be kind to each other. <sighs> kind, this is such an opportunity where kindness can reign. And tender-hearted and forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. There has been a heightened level of opportunity for pettiness as we are 
uh, social distancing and sequestered to homes. Those of us who live with people. I don't care who you live with. I don't care if you live with Mother Teresa. That woman had to have been uh, left a mess. You, you know what I'm saying? Great godly woman left a mess. Gandhi, you kidding me with all the curry? Huh? Come on, man, with the garlic breath and all. Come on. If you lived with the brother, it don't matter who you are. It don't matter who you are. Martin Luther King, I bet you the guy walked around the house orating with the big booming voice and practicing things and his wife probably heard the same thing over and over. To, come on. It don't matter who you are. We're all hard to live with. I had a great conversation with a brother this uh, last week about the challenge of forgiveness. We all are challenged with forgiveness. And I thought, and I, and I said this driving down the road and it reminded me of when I really, about eight years ago, really pressed into forgiveness, really was challenged between my dad and my upbringing and some certain people in my life and forgiveness was forefront. And I had to learn how to forgive a lot. And it was a game changer when I decided for a year to not focus on forgiving so-and-so, somebody, that situation. But when I focused on for what I needed to be forgiven for, been rolling around this house for a week, a little 600 square foot apartment we live in right here. 600 feet, two women and me. Come on. I need forgiveness for that. I need forgiveness because I left the blender out. I need forgiveness because the towels on the floor. It's, it's, uh, forgive me for this. Would you forgive me for that? And, and same thing with the Lord. Would you forgive me for the mistake I made? Would you forgive me for losing my cool there? Would you forgive me for being too scared to not sign up to James Tucker Anger Management? Would you forgive me? Would you forgive me? Would you forgive me? Would you forgive me? You want to get a handle on forgiveness? Loving others well. Love God well. Love yourself well. Love others well. Wrap your life around forgiveness and start with uh, being very closely associated with what you need forgiveness for, not what you, other people need to be forgiven for. Forgiveness. Look at this. Forgiving one another. Because see, when you're focused on all the things that you need to be forgiven for, that forgiveness is a salve that oozes over every element of every, every moment of every day. Just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Dang it. I'm going to get the corona. You see it? Verse 5. Imitate God, therefore. Therefore, somebody translates, be imitators of God. When Jesus walked around the earth, the focus should be imitating him in everything he did. Because you're his dear children. Live a life filled with love. Maybe we can't lead well right now, but we can love well. And following the example of Christ, and he loved us first. And offered himself as a sacrifice, as a pleasing aroma to the Father. We might not be able to lead well, but we can sure love well. Back to Hebrews chapter 10. Ah, my bookmarker was there. Threw you a curveball. Went right over. That's how us preachers do it. Know where we're going. I gotta do it. Got corona. Chapter 10. Verse 25. Let's go up to 24. Uh, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. See, we're men of action. Men like action. Let's learn how to motivate each other towards acts of love and acts of good works. It's beautiful 
things in the Greek. It's beautiful, good, beautiful. It's, it's, it's an expression, outward expression of inward beauty, of what's going on inside you expressed outwardly. Beautiful things, accomplishments, purposes. It's, it's an artisan word, good works. It's a word that craftsmen would use when a table is completed and it's beautiful. It's an expression. It's sound and it's done. It's completed. By 3.30, 4.30 this morning, the Lord gave me a vision. Nah, I don't want to get woo-woo-y. I know I'm in Santa Cruz. Can't smell no weed yet, but it's early. The whole town smells like skunk weed. Everybody's got nothing but time. Walk around smoking dope, skipping rope. But I got a vision. You know, I was reminded earlier on in the week, Proverbs, where there's no vision, the people perish. And I was perishing. I got no vision. When's the end? What do I do? What do we do? Drive me nuts. The New Deal brought the Great Depression, a relief to the Great Depression. Roosevelt. Some of you guys lived. <laughs> I was going to do an old man joke, but I'm not going to do it. Because the ladies won't get it. It's online. Could be crass, and I don't have time to clean it up. <laughs> I'm picturing the front table at, at Dust or Dom Patrol with the with the flannels. All you guys were probably 25 years old during the, the New Deal. <laughs> Encourage each other towards love. Uh, it was the New Deal. It was a way to try to bring the country out of the Great Depression. Whether you're for the New Deal, I don't want to get political, not for the New Deal, whatever. That brother rose up and led, brought relief to a country. If you're going to cry about anything politically he did, do it better yourself or shut the heck up. Wow, where'd that come from? Some cranky man. I'm going to log on to James Tucker's anger management class. Uh, where was I? We're going to start the real deal. Such a time as this. What is men's ministry about? What are we going to do? When are we going to recover? What's it been? And I've just spent an hour just laughing and rejoicing over 15 years of great ministry. 15 years. Dinners, discipleship groups, retreats. All the men have come in and out of Dawn and Dust Patrol and went on and moved on to other parts of the country. Maybe you're watching right now and started their own groups rejoicing over the tailgate parties all the things that we did around the church and community building the outdoor kitchen with our own hands up in the rain in the fields all all the stuff we did the camp trips on the russian river the timothy leaders all of the great stuff has led to a time such as this i'm going to be spending the next week unpacking our next season and it's going to be called the real deal because stuff just got real and it's going to be in short i don't want to blow it it's going to involve the x factor i'll unpack the x factor next week it's going to involve um, fluid organic powerful good works and loving discipleship to churched and unchurched men it's a vision from the Lord. It's going to be organic, authentic, 
beautiful, godly, productive, purpose-driven, if I can use that term that was overused a couple decades ago. But we've been created as masterpiece for good works. And I believe, as Ephesians 5 said, chapter 1, chapter 5, verse 1, is we were born to imitate God. And what God did when he walked the earth is made disciples, brought relief, served people, did stuff. They didn't, Jesus didn't slide around from Bible study to Bible study. He did something. And it was all through love. And then he told 11 of his dear friends or more, we don't know, go and do likewise. This is how you do it. You were made for this. Like Dunkirk, the great World War II rescue mission called Operation Dynamo. Part, I, I, I just got FaceTimed by uh, Greg Vreberg this morning. Just, just bombed me into my study. It was such a blessing. It's Dunkirk. His smile and his laugh and his greeting encouraged me. We're surrounded by great men. The community that I'm involved with and my little network and the Simple Six and the guys that teach on and Dust Patrol and the people that I interact with on a spiritual, deep, honest, vulnerable level bring me life. Every man walking the earth needs that. It's the real deal. And so I hope you join us next week because we're going to be doing these videos all the way till summer. And by summer, every one of us, I hope, is going to be involved in what I think are the four major principles that I'll talk about next week. I'm not ready. I haven't slept. And my son just pulled up. It's the real deal. And it's going to pull us as men's ministry out of the coronavirus recession as the New Deal brought the country out of the Great Depression. And this comes from God. It's our next step. And I'm fired up about it. But I just wanted to encourage you guys and get some encouragement from the Steve Owen, Justin, and Rando, and Duran, and Kyle um, to love well, even if you can't lead well, because great love leads to great leadership. And to spur each other on towards good works. And the good work, the good, beautiful purpose that we're going to have here in men's ministry over the next foreseeable future up into September is going to be called The Real Deal. And I just can't wait to give you the X Factor. I can't wait to give you the four elements of The Real Deal. And I just, um, I applaud you. You're doing great because you're here. And I thank you. I applaud you because you're doing great. And I thank you for being a part of my life. And I hope you take this next season seriously, no matter what you're doing, no matter if I never see you again. Stay connected. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Let us not neglect meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that things are hard. Verse 24, and let us think of motivating each other, ways of motivating each other towards being more loving and doing greater works. I love you guys. Here we go. Stuff just got real.
Peace.